Hey, so welcome back. And so this is still the Polished and Fit Preparatory course. We're in Model 2, Session 4. And this is the We Are Pregnant part of it. And we've dealt with a whole lot already from Part 1 to Part 2. And this is the final part, Part 3. Let's just touch on a few areas um, that we know that we've wrapped up at least reasonable these subjects, right? So let's talk about placenta drama there's this thing i call it placenta drama now every family again has their belief system in africa and some families you know make a big deal of how the placenta is supposed to get disposed um please find out how it works in your family prayerfully do whatever system you choose to adopt but it's part of what you need to um attend to other countries i'm sure they have their system of disposing that i don't think it's something they bother you with but here uh most times in africa we get to the placenta is actually handed over to the family uh -huh, to do whatever they want to do with it for some people they get to find uh, you know a land where nobody's seen them and bury it into the ground somewhere there you know things like that so there are all kinds of beliefs with things that have to do with um, the placenta i want to make sure that all of that is in place and please don't also forget um this is still after the delivery part there's the cleaning of the navel the cleaning of the navel of the baby which is where you have the mentholated spirit and um the cotton wool which they use until the cord of the navel falls off please try and ensure that it is properly done so that your baby doesn't end up with a very large protruding um navel i'm sure you've seen some people and you might even i mean i've seen grown people that have that very protruding novel so you want to work on it to make sure that your own child does not end up having something like that and for some people that or maybe they tried and it just didn't happen and they still have the protruding novel um you can decide to use a coin a clean coin wash the coin like a normal coin coin like um i'm saying like a coin like that is money or any coin get a good coin you know and then plan for how you're going to use that coin are you listening you're going to use that coin and then use a plaster over the coin over the navel give it so uh, maybe three weeks or there but by the time you remove it the navel whatever would have gone back inside they've done it for a couple of babies and it actually worked and i was able to put in the whole navel um, system back into place for them so we want to make sure that you know the navel is properly taken care of so that there's no infection and you don't expose the baby anyhow then also if you're going to um, if your baby is a boy you also want to plan for circumcision for the baby circumcision for the baby find out from your hospital for most people like eight days after they get to do their circumcision and that's it um so that's eight days after the which is supposed to be like the christening day for some people, they actually go in the morning um, before the time of the christening and actually get that done. While some, maybe if the christening is very early in the morning, we can decide to do that um, after the christening and just take the baby and make sure the baby is circumcised. For some people, it's still, maybe when the baby is like one month old, that they get to do the circumcision. Whichever system you choose to adopt, um, you want to make sure that there's a plan for that there and find out from your hospital there are days for circumcision. So that you can pay ahead for it and you can follow the process for the circumcision. There's usually nothing that is done. I think they just give you um, paracetamol 
that you take for the baby and that's basically what it is and the, the, it will heal by itself and the ring on its own is going to fall off the penis when um it's completely healed up right so you want to make sure that you have plans for circumcision your daughters don't need circumcision please don't allow anybody to come and do genital mutilation for your baby no circumcision of girls please it's only boys that we do circumcision for basically and it's just to make the you know edge of the penis you know come out looking very well and it's also a covenant um for believers basically yeah um god was the one that struck that covenant first with abraham um for his kids right so let's go on let's talk about the rest period plan now let me just talk a bit about this very quickly like i said we'll be rounding up this very soon now please get all the help you can get during the postpartum season you are mostly required to breastfeed your baby eat well and sleep very well however if you are usually an active person you may feel like you know um you have too much time and you don't want to be idle that period so i want to say that you should please create a rest period plan for yourself create a routine now you can decide to do a lot of pumping of breast milk especially during the first week post delivery and store for your baby in the freezer now this would also reduce dependence on you to feed for long if you need to attend to you know some other things that period of time so with pumped milk on flick you can plan for you know some you time and some date moments with your husband to relax through the season while grandma you know is taking care of baby i always love to do that a whole lot it's always so much of fun to do okay so please don't allow that period of rest to waste at all Plan your daily and your weekly routine, you know, for productivity, basically. Read books, learn new skills, watch self-development videos, take online courses, learn about caring for the baby, create, you know, baby bonding moments as well, you know, and then read. Take that time to also start reading. Yes, they are, bab they are babies, but they can actually hear you. You can start reading to your baby. Do you understand? All right. So we're making good progress, right? I hope you're loving this and I hope you're gaining out of it. So, you know, like I said, basically just plan this period, you know, so that um, you have a beautiful experience. And then also plan intercessory prayers also using this, your rest period. Take your healthy foods, take care of yourself. Like, you really need that time off. This ten, uh, 40 weeks you use for pregnancy is a long time. You need to get yourself back. You need to get your mind back, all right? Because the truth is, if you don't plan for this season, you may be overwhelmed and you may be tempted with depression. People get depressed easily. There's something like baby blues, which happens to some mothers, you know, after they've given birth. Those are part of the things you should have also prayed about, you know, before um, even conception. When I'm always talking about, you know, praying for your pregnancies and all that, this is part of what I'm talking about. Pray about it that, you know, you're not going to be depressed, that God would give you strength and wisdom to be able to handle even that rest period very well so that, you know, you're not tempted with anything that you're not supposed to be exposed to. And then, of course, you may also feel like, you know, you are all alone and nothing much is happening with you. So ensure that you have this figured out and, you know, you don't start um, getting emotional all over the place. Also, you want to plan for your chores and cleaning up. You can have a cleaner come in and do that and leave. Or, you know, maybe if you have a living maid that handles that for you, that would be very beautiful. But please don't try to do everything by yourself. Apply caution. This is not the same you before you had a baby. You now have a baby. It's not the same body. It's not the same you. Imagine even... 
Or maybe if you're even a mom that maybe had a cesarean session, please take it easy on yourself. That's not the time to start bending down, sweeping, doing this and doing that. Everything else can rest and everything else can wait. You can take out that time to rest. And also, you know, you can plan that before the mothers go back to their base, you can get, you know, a living maid or, you know, if you say, if your own structure is um, the going and coming in made, then they can help you to watch and closely observe the pressing. And please consider installing home cameras for security reasons, okay? Um, yeah, we also have like a domestic staff management as part of this resource, um, part of the cost to help you get, you know, started. So we're going to definitely go over this and talk about this in that particular domestic staff wisdom model so please the mothers can actually help you watch over and observe the maid further of course don't be in a haste to let down your guards here okay prayerfully get your domestic staff and of course do the relevant test for the domestic i'm just gonna say this very briefly because you know like i said there's a full model that handles all of this there are specific tests you're supposed to do hiv 1 and 2 hepatitis b and c pregnancy test tuberculosis test you know before taking a maid in and all these tests must test negative because you want to be careful with the decision um, of who is going to be around to take care of your babies you don't want to expose your babies um, because some people are not so careful and you know so hygienic you want to make sure it's in place and also of course the pregnant woman you know getting the pregnant woman as a maid is she going to cope to do her work because she will be going through the whole hormonal changes you know that comes with pregnancy and um, some other people you know they are actually even fraudulent you have some people if the if the um, new mom doesn't know that she's supposed to do all of these tests you you find cases where you know a maid comes in and is lying and saying that oh she got pregnant in that place and then I put a responsibility on you that you did not plan for before so pregnancy is part of the test we get to do before we you know get in a new maid um to our homes okay now also get tools that can ease off any form of stress i'm talking about plans for your rest period this is the period of you've given birth now you've not resumed back work or you've not started going back to your um, business place this is a time where you're trying to you know get yourself back put yourself together before you start your workout for those that you know want to do snap back and get back to shape and all of that you know they begin to plan for all that you know ahead of time all right so get tools that can ease any form of stress for you so get household machines that will facilitate you know an easier functioning for you if you don't have a washing machine yet please you need to start considering it as washing for babies like it's almost never ending right and it can be very tiring except you enjoy doing laundry as a person you know but please handle the season very well and make the most of it because you cannot actually rewind that season and it's not a time to complain it's not a time to speak negative things over yourself it's not even a time to feel sorry for yourself that oh if i didn't have this baby this and that no 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 please don't be negative be very thankful through that period as well and um, of course uh, pregnancy may definitely change your body but you need to be aware well it, it is not something to be ashamed of you brought in life and you should be proud of yourself you know because sometimes even your shoe size may never return after it has expanded and some things may just never be the way they used to be learn to embrace it and love yourself in spite of that do you understand so because some people they started i've seen cases where someone started out as maybe her shoe size used to be size 39 and then in a very short time the next thing we are seeing is that oh she's now size 41 some people start out as size 39 end up as size 42 after they have all their kids so you have to be very mindful of this 
that it's there's a possibility of something like this happening and then for some people you know they have the whole squeeze around their stomach area stretch marks different things it depends on how pregnancy you know worked on them you know and all of that you just don't don't be ashamed of yourself be proud that you have done something beautiful you've brought in life okay and also if you intend to um do exercises and you know get back to shape you can communicate with your doctor to advise you about when to start and what kind of exercises to engage in especially maybe if you just had a cs um uh, delivery for example you have to take things really really easy and let it be a step at a time most times it's still like six weeks before you are allowed to talk anything about maybe exercising and all that but for some people hey they have all the strength and they feel like they can just go on and do that so take things very very easy and let it be step by step you can also get a fitness coach you know with time but do well to let them know if there's any special care or caution based on the doctor's recommendation so you need can don't be in the haste to do snatch back or that you're not gonna harm yourself in the process wisdom is actually profitable to direct so ask them ask your doctors ask the people around and if you have a fitness coach tell the person oh, i had a c-section so they can they can they will not start giving you very strenuous exercises that will now become harmful to you or to your you know to, to your to your baby you need to keep yourself very well okay and then remember it was nine whole months that the entire process took so it's not going to be over nine that oh your body's just going to return and then you want to just begin to do everything you used to do like before you would need some time okay and don't be discouraged that if, you know, you started out the process, it looks like it's taking a while for your body to get back to shape. Calm down. Step by step, you will be fine. So please handle this season very well. Again, it's a sensitive season. Um, just make sure that, you know, you are very, very careful with what you're doing. Don't just give stuff anyhow to your baby and make sure you handle them. Let's talk a bit about immunization. So please ensure that, you know, your baby gets their immunization as at when due. Make inquiries about the immunization system of your hospital and confirm the rates ahead, you know, still for proper financial planning. Like I said, raising a child has a lot of financial obligations attached to it and you cannot afford to be careless with your children. So after the immunization period, please ensure you collect the completion certificate for your baby as it will be a requirement in some schools you know for your child later when you want to get an admission into school and start school then you would need the um, completed immunization um, what's it called immunization uh certificate that is completed immunization so please and please keep the immunization cards very well because you keep filling them each time you go for your immunization and of course just make sure that you have that plan in place find out the days of immunization because not every hospital does immunization every day so find out which days they do immunization in the hospital that you're using so that you're planned and please don't forget if you have to set a reminder on your phone set a reminder so that you can do all the necessary immunizations for your baby all right let's move on let's talk a bit about filing system Please have a file where you keep all relevant documents for the baby to avoid unnecessary search at the time you require them. So start early with your children, all receipts, passports, birth certificates, other important documents that, you know, have to do with your child. Um, immunization, completion, certificates, everything certificate has with your baby. Keep all of them in a proper file. And keep them well so that when you need anything, you don't start looking for them and turning the house upside down because you're looking for a document. So be very wise with all of these decisions. Also, there's the sanitizer wisdom. Let me talk a bit about this one. 
please have sanitizers in abundance all around you. Uh, make it a standard that nobody carries your baby without using a sanitizer. Your baby actually deserves all the care. Of course, before your six weeks appointment in the hospital, your baby needs to be protected. So I strongly actually advise against taking the baby everywhere immediately after delivery, apart from immunization, because they are very tender and they should be taken care of and should rest. So build their immunity first and, you know, don't take the new baby to the market, taking the new baby everywhere. Be very wise with this. So keep sanitizers all around in your car, in the room, baby's room, everywhere in the hospital. When people are coming to greet you, make sure they are properly sanitized before they can greet your baby. You just want to make sure that, you know, everything around you is safe and sound. You're not being a muzzle called. You're not being an obsessed mom. No, you are just being a wise mother protecting the gifts that you have received. You want to make sure that that baby is well taken care of and everything is in place as far as you and your baby is concerned. And let me talk a little bit about your back-to-work plan. If you're a career person and you work in an organization, you need to plan for your leave and your back-to-work process. Now, confirm what obtains in your organization and plan accordingly. How long will you be away for? How long does your organization give for maternity leave now what is the extension policy if it happens that you cannot resume at the time granted right where will you keep your baby afterwards when you resume work what will be the feeding plan for your baby while you're at work will you stop breastfeeding or will you keep at it these are questions you need to ask yourself this i'm talking about back to work now what is the continuity plan if you intend breastfeeding your baby at work? If you remember when we talked about, you know, expressing milk, keeping them in abundance, I'm sure this is really going to help you at this time if that's your plan. And now, if there's a crash around the office and you have checked that they are up to standard and will do what needs to be done to cater for your baby, is the place secured? Because some places they actually find everything is in place, but security is really porous there. You don't want a case where, you know, the security is questionable for where your baby is going to be so that you have rest of mind and peace of mind. And then also are the staff in that organization, the creche, are they friendly and are they professional? Is there a CCTV there? What is their policy generally? Um, and then if you have a maid already, where will the maid be during your work time? Does your office have a nursing place where you can pump milk maybe privately or do they have, you know, because there are some offices that actually have the crash facility. Would they allow your maid to be there maybe with your baby? And then have you strongly instructed the security maybe in your workplace that at no time should your maid be allowed, you know, to take your baby out for any reason? Do you understand? You need to make sure that all those things are in place. And then, you know, if it's a case where maybe the baby, if you're able to negotiate a very good long omogo and then your baby has grown for a bit, maybe let's say the baby's like six months-ish, thereabout, and the baby is going to be with your uh, maid and maybe your maid is trusted, you have a good security system at home, you're able to see what's happening at home, maybe on your devices, your phone and your tab and all that and then you're, you want the baby to maybe stay with the maid and you're really sure, then that means you're going to be checking in from time to time. You're going to keep calling to check on the baby or during break time or if you have extra time to, you know, get back, you'd want to make sure that um, you also check. And then also, you know, um, does your office have maybe a... Um, a place where you can also keep you know the fresh milk after you've after you've pumped the milk if you have a private place where you pump the milk is there a place that you can keep the milk to maintain freshness till the close of work 
is your sterilizing unit set also functional is there a child at work policy in your office whatever your circumstance please do well to plan accordingly being organized is not a wish it is very very what deliberate and also for some offices there's the oh close early or close late even after you have resumed um and then you have a baby yeah so for some hospitals um, i said sorry for some organizations they say oh um you can resume maybe two hours earlier or you close to uh, resume sorry two hours later or you um close two hours earlier from the closing time depends on what works best for you and then break time so try and maximize something that would work well for you through that period now, like I said, what this course was designed for is to really awaken you to realize that being married is a whole process. It's not overnight. We keep learning and adjusting. And I, too, I am learning and I'm still adjusting on a very consistent basis. And if it so happens that maybe the whole baby process and all, you're not able to resume back work, you need to plan your exit strategy properly so that you're not overwhelmed and it doesn't become a challenge or a problem for you. Do you understand? You need to plan for this so that you're not stressed and you're not overwhelmed. All right. So please make sure that you plan for this and you put things in place accordingly. And please don't feel bad. Sometimes we make sacrifices for our kids. Some women, you don't, have, you cannot blame them and say, oh, eh, you're not strong. That's why you resigned. No, it changes. Pregnancy changes your life forever. Trust me. Not everyone can handle it the same way. For some people, it becomes like really major to them and then they cannot get back into the workspace. For some women, they even take a break and say, okay, first 10 years, I don't want to work. I want to do business instead for a flexible schedule so that I can pay attention to maybe my kids that early time. And then afterwards, they can decide and say, okay, I want to get back to the workspace. I feel like, so I'm done having kids. And then they've grown for a bit and I feel like, you know, they are... The foundational part, you've taken care of it and you feel like you're ready to get back to your career. It depends. And if you think, okay, my business is what I want to focus on and build my own brand and things like that, do what works best for you, but do it, you know, with discretion, with counsel, with guidance and with prayer, making sure that you're making the best of decision. Because trust me, you actually do need finance when you're raising kids. You do need finance when you're raising kids. Because there are a lot of financial obligations when it comes to children. You want to make sure that, you know, you handle that phase very well. Um, of course, after delivery, all of these processes, there's this six-week appointment we get to have with the doctor. So you should prepare for that also, where you go and see the doctor. They'll talk to you about family planning. They'll discuss a lot of things with you at that time. So I thought also to talk about, you know, maybe traveling with your baby or going out with your baby. Now, going out as a married woman, as a pregnant woman is completely different from when you have a baby. You need to now constantly make plans with the baby in mind. So for basic outing, you require some items to make the process easy. So maybe I'm saying that um, you now have done maybe your, Christ, your dedication and you now have to take the baby maybe to somewhere like church or you want to take the baby to have events and you need to go with the baby and maybe with your nanny and all of that. Now, let me just say a few things you need to go with. So you need your diaper bag when going out with your baby. So let me just tell you some of the composition of the things you need to prepare when you're going out with your baby. So you need to like four to six diapers depending on the duration of the outing that you'll be having. Then you need beeps, maybe three beeps. If you are going to be um, um, express using the expressed milk, 
um, to feed the baby or if you have food available that you need to feed the baby or have formula, whatever it is available that you're going to use to feed the baby, then you need a toy. There should be something at least the baby will be able to play with um, as you're going out. Then the travel size tissue paper. You should also have baby wipes. You can have a little bit of baby oil. Um, coconut oil most times just works, trust me. Coconut oil is just perfect. Or, you know, a little sheer butter here and there. And then also maybe two extra outfits, including an inner vest. Please always put the inner vest because the inner vest helps to um, hold the diaper in place, you know, underneath. And then also, of course, your sanitizer, then a plastic bag to keep dirty diapers because there are places you go to and you're not able to actually dispose the diaper at that time. So if you have a nice plastic where you can, you know, tie up the diapers and then if you find a place where you are able to dispose, you dispose them appropriately. And you have bottled water and snacks for the mother because see, and you need energy as you are doing this work. <laughs> and of course, a shawl, you need a shawl. Then a baby carrier, if you need to walk around with the baby and your stroller is not applicable where you are, you would definitely need a baby carrier to carry the baby very, very easily. I hope this is making sense to you. Of course, you need a barrier cream as well. Okay, so is it that you're using... What's it called? You're using maybe shea butter. Some people use shea butter as a barrier cream. Or uh, simple Vaseline is just okay, you know. Just for the bum of the baby, every time you're going to have to... um, Every time you're going to have to change the diaper of the baby. And of course, a face towel too is important for the baby. A face towel is important for the baby. And then if you have a... Yeah, first towel basically is important. Then um, breast milk, if you have expressed it and you are going to be busy for a while on that trip or on the outing that you're going for, you want to make arrangements for the meal for your babies because you don't want to also be distracted when you're out like that, that, oh, they're calling for your attention for food because, you know, you will need the baby's meal and all you need to feed the baby. So if it's food that you're going with, if you're not a breastfeeding mother, you're a mother that is going to be maybe feeding, maybe they've passed the six-month mark already, feeding bottle, water bottle, plates, cutlery, the milk or the food, you know, as the case may be, depending on the age of the baby at the time of the outing or the current routine of the baby, then you should make those things available, then you are able to go with it as you are going to the place. Then, of course, your stroller, if it's a place where you um, are going to move around and there's availability of space for stroller, oh, sure, go with your stroller because it will really ease you off and you can put every other thing under, you know, the, the space provided in the stroller. And you're fine. You're good to go. You have a beautiful outing, you know. So those are the few things you need when you're going out with your baby or, you know, traveling. If you're traveling, of course, you need a few things as well. Let the airline know that you're traveling with a baby and they can make provision for you while they are on the plane. And anything else you would need, um, you can communicate to the hostesses and they will make sure that you're comfortable. Let the food of the baby also be available to you. You can't afford to leave things, you know, over all over the place. Keep the food. If possible, make the food ahead of the baby so that, you know, you're not just trying to make food whilst you're on the flight. You're just fully ready for the baby and you are also ready with yourself as the mother. Okay. Um, then let's talk little about creating fun as you nurse and you nurture. Now, please make it an interesting season for yourself. Get knowledge about the functioning of babies. Read articles on motherhood. Join a community maybe of new mothers to stay encouraged and to stay informed. Get to, you know, follow pages on social media relevant to the face, you know, that you're at to learn and to keep growing. 
and also start compiling recipes that you will try for the baby when the six month uh, mark comes up get scriptures also for the various parts of the baby and start confessing over the baby you can use the baby bathing time to do your confessions also over the baby a simple one can be when you're washing each part of the baby you can declare so i used to do this a whole lot with my babies and it's really made our bath time really um like fun time so i wasn't seeing it as work i was seeing it as an opportunity you know to invest in intercession and in prayer over them so for example when you're bathing your baby at the head you can begin to say things like oh you're the head and not the tail you know you're bathing and you're getting to their ear you say you will hear clearly you can declare and say god awakens your ear to hear like the learned you can also say that you would hear a voice from behind that says this is the way walking it as you're washing the eyes of that baby you can declare and say you would see opportunities your eyes will see opportunities you will see what you're supposed to see as you're washing the mouth of your baby you can declare and say that out of the mouth of babes and sucklings god has ordained strength i speak strength to all the corners and quarters of your life no foul word or dirty word will come out of your mouth you will speak the right things your words are salted you always have a word in season you speak with grace do you understand you're cleaning the nose you're declaring and saying you are smelling of the fragrance of the field that the lord has blessed how beautiful you're washing the face and you declare that the lord causes his face to shine upon you you wash the shoulder of that baby you begin to declare and say that the government shall be upon the shoulder and of the increase of the government there shall be no end oh you're washing the hands of your baby and you're laying your hands and you're declaring and saying whatever you lay your hands on to do would prosper your hands will handle great things you wash the stomach and you begin to declare out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water you're cleaning the baby's chest and you're declaring your heart is guarded with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life your heart will not be corrupted you would have the right thoughts in your heart your heart will not be troubled you know you begin to speak that way you're washing the legs and you say you are a good man my baby and your step are ordered by the Lord. You're washing and you're declaring, say your bones will not be broken. Your bones are healthy and strong. Your bones would not... Um come out bent or curved and no wrong formation. Everything grows as it should grow. Um, you declare, you're washing the bomb, you're declaring seat as God makes the enemy your footstool. I mean, once you adopt this as a lifestyle, you always look forward to the bath time of your baby and any other time that you choose to speak the word over them. Do you understand? So I adopted this and really, I saw this as fun time for me. I was so cool to do um, consistently declaring at different parts and I'm always looking for new things to declare over them you know consistently when now this is different from all these you know a lot of prayer investments that have gone on over and over again with them so i'm just saying that make that period fun for yourself so that you're not overwhelmed trust me motherhood can be um overwhelming sometimes so you need to be very intentional and you know plan for every area so that you have fun every step of the way okay um can I talk a bit about maybe raising the child? This is not everything about it. Let me just give you a little introduction before we go over um, to the next phase, basically. Okay. Um, or let me just let this be from the next um, model because we have a whole lot when it comes to, you know, raising your kids. And we have a lot to cover right there. All right. Um, so let's still just talk. This is still under all this. We are 
pregnant areas uh, um okay so let me talk a bit about um this is um sex after childbirth sex after childbirth remember you're trying to get your life back as it were <laughs> you're trying to put yourself back in shape back in order putting everything back in place you know after you have um you know received your baby now sex after childbirth one of the areas you know um that becomes like a challenge or some people get to overlook and later it rises up you know like a challenge for them is this area of sex after childbirth what am i talking about when i'm talking about you know sex after um childbirth now please understand with me that no two pregnancies are the same and we each evolve differently after a while of giving birth you will need to resume your sexual duties with your husband now usually there's an official six week recommended week but we have seen women resume earlier than that even me inclusive me i, I don't think i waited to the six don't look at me somehow <laughs> me i didn't wait to that six weeks mark <laughs> why some other people actually take longer than six weeks because our bodies are different and our readiness will just vary right some people get you know ready faster than some other people some other people are still you know trying to heal maybe they had a episiotomy or they had a cut or a tear and all that so they want to make sure that that place heals absolutely and completely before they are ready you know for you know, resuming anything that has to do with, uh, you know, sexual relations again with their husband. So if if it's your case that, oh, you're, you feel good, you feel great and you're ready to resume, please just make sure that you are fine and, you know, you are strong and you're good to go for this, right? And then you can go ahead and resume so long as the doctors don't give any um, recommendation. And if you had a cut, please make sure you do your seat baths correctly. So there's this seat bath bowl you're supposed to get, and, um, you're supposed to just use salt. Don't put anything, no detail, no nothing, just salt and warm, not hot water, warm water so that you don't break down, you know, the stitch that was put at the episiotomy place. Okay, so for those that had episiotomy, you can um, do the seat bath. You're supposed to sit in it, you know, let the um, place warm up the bum, you know, for that period of time. It will help you to relieve that place. In a short time, everything will be fine again and then, you know, you're good to go. So for some people, it will take a while because if you go and use hot, hot water, that place will now, you know, they will need to scrape up, scrape up the entire you know, the entire space and then now start afresh again and restitch, which you don't want. So make sure you follow the guidelines they give in the hospital about the seat baths. Make sure you do your seat baths. It's very important. For those that had a C-section, they actually don't get to do a seat bath because the vagina was not touched at all, right? It was just um, the place that they had the... Um, the abdominal place where they had the cuts and the brought out the baby from. So, okay? Um, yeah. All right, so please, um, like I said, our bodies are different. And some people that, you know, were given this episiotomy and, you know, it will be to be able to resume sex, right? It might not be very straightforward or very easy like that for them. So please, you want to make sure that um, that place is properly healed before you start engaging in anything and, you know, putting stress over that space make sure you are fully and for some people it takes a while before they can actually get back their sexual rhythm whichever way if you think it's becoming a challenge then talk to your doctor so that you can seek help appropriately 
okay and then also even for the people that had a c-section remember the pain from the sky is there and it can also be very discomforting, you know. Engaging in intense sex at that time may be very discomforting. So you really, 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 really want to take things very easy. Listen to your doctor, but also listen to your body and flow accordingly. And that phase, remember, it will not be forever, but you need to plan for it. And also, how shall your husband handle that season? You both need to be on the same page because it takes some adjustment. As the baby will also be needing some attention. Do you get it? Uh, so you need to be very, very careful. Work it out that you create a balance so that no, but no party is frustrated through that phase. So your husband doesn't feel like, ah, you have abandoned me because you now have a baby. Or oh, sorry, that like because both of you now have a baby, right? Because it's like ah, this woman is more interested in this baby now than me you know you need to balance it you need to also communicate with him talk to him oh my body is not feeling this thing yet you know just that's why you are friends so communicate don't stress yourself and don't force yourself into anything i'm saying oh, because you don't want to starve your husband and but your body is not yet ready but get your body too ready on time please so that you begin to run things as you should be so let me talk about new family members after the first just like we said before pregnancy is not accidental after the first child you may want to discuss family planning before the next baby except it is an agreed plan that you will give birth yearly <laughs> if you've planned that every year you want to give birth to a baby oh sure why not but it's a conversation that you need to have as a family so that you can take informed decisions it um, at least allow that body of the new mother to rest, you know, a while before um, you start planning, you know, to go for another baby. Do you get? Uh, we've also seen people who got pregnant almost immediately after they just gave birth. Yes, sometimes it wasn't planned, but we are still responsible for our actions. When you were enjoying the sex, what were you thinking, Abby? Uh, uh, see, I know it's not as easy as it sounds, because see, and that sex sometimes it can be intense, can be so sweet, and, you know, you don't even remember anything else at that moment. You are just thinking about how you are just pounding and enjoying yourself. But hey, please try to think about the impact of an instant pregnancy immediately after the first. You know, we can allow, you know, some some time, give some time frame, you know, According to your family design, some people will say, okay, at least for two years, each baby, the spacing should be two years spacing. So some people actually start, of course, before the baby turns to, they actually get pregnant for the next. So by the time the baby is given birth to, at least they've passed the two years um, mark. For some other people, they take a longer time, you know, just to make sure that they are ready and their body is ready and their family is ready and their finance is ready. So also, you want to also give your child the opportunity for baby who does not feel like, you know, they are um trying to you know struggle to get your attention with the arrival of a sudden new baby do you understand you also don't want them to feel abandoned and start instigating sibling rivalry because some babies some kids don't like it at all when they see another baby they feel like this is an intrusion do you understand now if it happens to you you know that you later get pregnant when it was not really your plan trust god through it um, it's not an easy place to be in at all. And God tr surely knows how to sort you out. Just trust him through it, but work out a stronger, you know, planning system afterwards, because there's actually something like early ovulation and it can be very devastating. You need all the encouragement through that season. Don't make anyone make you now start feeling so horrible and don't even start making yourself feel horrible, you know, 
Just try and calm down through that phase and trust God to help you. Now, personally, I try to avoid anything that is hormonal as far as family planning is concerned and spacing until I am done with childbearing, okay, as you cannot predict how your body will react to the family planning um, that is hormonal in nature. So I, I once remembered, you know, one of my doctors advising me, you know, along those lines that his senior friend, you know, gave his wife a particular family planning that they were not yet ready for babies and it later affected their, you know, fertility. Of course, it's not certain that it is the drug that costs you know the um delay later but um you just want to be sure to avoid errors of every kind on the overall process right again after your six weeks plan the truth is that you know you can get pregnant after six weeks after you've given birth to your first baby can you imagine that and it can be very very devastating if you were not yet ready so please apply caution with every delivery okay um to make sure that you don't enter stories that touch so apply caution no. that's all those uh, bring your bomb bomb do this do that that you are doing after you have given birth please calm down and take things easy you can use barrier method which is condom okay and um you can use the calendar if your circle is regular but please after delivery your circle will change a little bit oh. so you need to be very very wise i'm just not a fan of drugs okay and all that but please what works for one may not work for all and some husbands do not like condoms no matter what you do they don't like it at all and some people actually react to condoms i mean that's the way their own skin is so you want to make sure that you have a plan but please make sure that um, everything is in place and don't forget also sometimes that age has a role to play with um, biological fertility okay your your fertile years and all of that find out with the um, doctor so not everyone will be able to have a very long time spacing with their children based maybe on their medical history or medical advice or medical age or their age so make sure that you know you are following the right system of whatever stage or state you may have gone to find yourself in that circumstance. So please make sure that, you know, there is a plan for how, you know, the next set of kids will come. And if it's family planning that they've tested and it's fine and good for your body, please go ahead and have it so that, you know, the fear of, because sometimes to family planning too has failed. This whole thing eh, sometimes can be overwhelming. <laughs> but you need to get counsel from qualified medical centers that offer family planning, okay, so that, you you know, they may need to try different ones until you find the one that actually works well for your system. And when it is done, and when you're done with the number of children you want to have, uh-uh, try all the methods you want to try and just make sure that you take care and just trust God to guide you through, of course, because you may still be growing financially and you don't want that kind of extra pressure of having another baby so quickly. So please tread with caution when you're having all those your lovemaking moments, okay? Being a mother is different. When you have one child, it's a completely different thing. When you have two kids, trust me, it's different. Don't think it's desire. It's not just pregnant. No, it's different. By the time there are three, please prepare well so they are not devastated and you can give the best um, to every child that you have, right? Let's now talk about fidelity and pregnancy. Please make up your mind to remain a faithful partner. The temptation can come to anyone, but be sure to stand for your marriage covenant. Remember, it's the covenant between you and God and your spouse. If your partner is not faithful, they can go and they will bring sexual in infection into your home. And it's very, very... um. 
horrible because it has severe consequences okay and you don't want anything to um, come and be a threat to that baby for you because you're trying to treat an infection marriage is an ever-growing process make up your mind to do it right so make up your mind that no that's why i said if you follow the whole series and the whole process from the beginning you can't afford to be with a partner that is unreasonable you must be with somebody that walks with God, a walking relationship with God, someone that understands what the will of the Lord is to avoid bringing you under, um, what's it called, any threatening circumstance for you or for your baby or for your family, all right? Please make sure that that is in place. Now, um, the finally, yeah, we're coming to the end of this one. Your children reflect you. The truth is that they are our pride and no parent is happy to see their children bring them shame. Raise a world-class child that generations to come will be thankful for. Any culture you want them to invite, put it in them early enough. Teenage, uh, teenage years are completely different, you know, experiences altogether. And keep your marriage refreshed. You are the ones to keep it fresh and flourishing. Please, no boring marriages. All polished and fit marriages must be very, very exciting consistently. Keep up with spiritual exercises in your marriage. Look. 2 and 52 should also be a consistent declaration over your child. You can pray against colic. I'm telling you the truth. That's one that the baby will just be crying for nothing. And other negative experiences, keep putting them in the right, you know, the, the right mindset and the right habit. Form the right habits early with your kids and set goals for your children early. Be up to date with information. Fix everything you want to fix, you know, into your children. And you can start getting training videos ready for your child. Just pray ahead. Make sure everything is in place and all your parental concerns should become your prayer points. And where necessary, seek professional therapy and counsel to address any challenge, you know, that may come up and that you're not sure of how to handle. Please, you have done an amazing job to bring in that baby. It's now time to begin to raise the baby, which is what we are going to deal with in the next model. Please feel free to expand it beyond the scope. This was simply an awakening for you. Thank you for taking model two in session four of this preparatory course. It's a three-part um, uh, one for this particular model. And I'm really excited to walk through this journey with you. I love pregnancies. I love seeing pregnant women. I love pregnant women. And I'm saying congratulations ahead. I'm sure your pregnancy journey will be a beautiful experience. Anticipate only the best. So welcome to a polished and fit you for your marital destiny. I'm your privileged project facilitator. My name is Fengtolua Ademola Deitubaru, or you can call me FT The Awakener. I'm so glad to have shared this insight with you. If you have any questions or any further inquiries as far as this phase is concerned, please feel free to send me a message and we'll talk about it. I love you so very much and I'm so proud of you. I'm so glad to be doing this. Have an amazing experience. I look forward to see your beautiful pregnancy uh, experience. Yeah. Bye-bye. Have a good one.